What's up, y'all? I'm Meech. I'm Negro. And I'm Melissa. So stack up them chips. Because we're about to go all, all in, in on everything. And we're back, ladies we and gentlemen. Back. What up? Today's episode is a very important topic. We'll be touching on the importance of men's mental health. With that being said, I have a very special guest that I brought with us today. My baby brother, Fabian. Hey. Uh, What's up, up? Fabe? What up? What up? He is, uh, he's kind of, I like to call him my big little brother because he's younger than me, but I always run to him for advice because he is like wise beyond his years to me and that's like my go-to person. I'm sorry, Francis, if my sister is listening. I love you too, (laughs) but uh, you know, it's just that special bond we had growing up. Absolutely. Um, so I thought it would be good to bring him on here because he, you know, I, I know that, well, I'll let him basically tell us why this topic is important to you. So we're talking about men's mental health. Um, one of the things I've been noticing in, uh, I would say this past year, I have reached a point in my mental health journey where I finally decided personally, I was like, I think I need to see somebody. I want to like actually talk to a professional. There's things I need to deal with, like patterns I found myself like repeating and stuff. Mm. Um, and so when I looked online um, to find like therapists, I was preferring obviously um, male therapist, somebody who could relate, un- relate. Yeah, relate yeah. to me better. Um, I could feel more comfortable with. Um, but I found when I like go online, you just see like a huge like influx of just like female, female, female therapist, and then like one man. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like the ratio is probably like uh maybe like a one to six, one to seven, I don't know. But wow. it's like very low. And so and then you have like slim pickings, and then when you do look at the guys, the therapists, you obviously want to get somebody you're comfortable with, and then it's like some of them you just you just look at them and you're like, eh. yeah, I don't know if I can relate yeah. to you. I don't know if I can relate to the Santa Claus looking. I don't know if I can relate to this middle-aged white man, yeah. Chris Chris Kringle looking dude. You know? Oh my god, and that's like, so interesting to know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and so like I don't know if I want to talk to Rabbi, you know, Joe. Like, oh, you know, it's like, man. that's <laughs> so no, crazy. No, that's no, crazy. No hate to that, but so I um. I found it very like kind of disturbing and I realized I was like, you know, this is, this is it makes sense why when you hear about men's mental health, you hear about the statistics of suicide, how it's like mm. significantly higher with men. You hear about how men just they're not good with sharing their emotions or or, or there any other mental health issues. Mm-hmm. It made a lot of sense. So, um, yeah, I actually found a therapist through a friend and I'm. I'm on this journey. I'm I'm doing well right now, and I'm that's doing awesome. better than I've ever been. So that's, that's awesome. awesome. I think it's something good to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank you for being here. You know, I did want to say that myself. Um, I know this topic is very important to you guys. I know Negro personally, and I know this topic is like one of his favorite topics because um, he's someone who's always saying, you know, it's okay to express yourself. So I want to ask him, why is this topic important to you? Uh Anyway, first of all, I want to say thanks for coming on. And by the way, this is the guy that made our intro. So shout out. Oh, yeah. Out. Shout <laughs> out. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you got a voice with the beat. Right, <laughs> um, right, right. I guess this 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 issue is important to me because uh, I guess I'm a, I, being a father of three young men, uh, it's very important to me because I don't ever want my... I, I try to to think in a way where 
I don't want my kids to ever have to go through some of the challenges that I went through growing up. You know, mental health for men is a big deal, and I am no expert at all in it. So if you know me closely, if you're one of my really close people, I don't, I don't have it together. You know what I'm saying? Not, not in a bad way or or a, like a depressed way. It's just I just roll with the punches, you know. And I guess that's my way of dealing with things. But mental health for men is very important because I feel like we're in a we're in a time now where men are not appreciated, where men are don't know how to really be men. Men are not comfortable with being themselves. They're not comfortable with uh, taking accountability for their actions, for their mistakes. Um, I guess like, you know, men nowadays want to portray this image. And I guess it's always been that way. You know, mm-hmm. I guess now with social media, you see it a lot more. You know, being a man is fucking hard. You know, it's and, and it's, it's not taking away nothing from a woman. It's just a very difficult, you know, job to to have on this earth, on this planet. Because, you know, as a man, you're a provider um, where no one provides for you. So if you don't provide, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to. You can't be emotional because they teach you from a young age that that you know don't be a bitch, don't cry, mm-hmm. you know don't um don't show feelings, you know this is just the way it is, blah blah blah. And sometimes you know I don't know if you can relate to this, but sometimes I feel like nobody really gives a fuck about what a man goes through. You know, like Father's yeah. Day is coming up, and uh, I'm talking Here's to my card. and I'm talking to my brother. Here's new underwear, yeah, tube and, socks, and I'm talking to my brother, right? And uh, we're just talking, man. Every holiday. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Mother's Day is huge. Valentine, Father's Day is yeah. it's web was nothing. Mm-hmm. And I understand why. I mean, I kind of understand why Father's Day because there's a lot of fucking guys that are not yeah. being fathers. So I understand but there's that. There's a lot of mothers that are not being mothers. But that man. never even gets thought about on Mother's Day because we uh as men, men growing up, you know, I don't know about you, I didn't have a dad. You know, we a lot of men are raised by mothers, so. Women are like the the gold standard. Mm-hmm. Everybody values and appreciates the women because women, actually, as a young man for myself, that's the only time I really experienced love was from a female. Right, mm-hmm. right you know, right. I didn't have no love from a, a a a man. Like my brother and I grew up together. I loved him, but he wasn't very emotional. I know he loved me, but you don't you don't hear that growing up from a man to man. Yo, I love you. You know, here's a hug. How you feeling? How you doing? It's it's it, it's just something that's unheard of. You well, know what I mean? I think that's important, too, because, OK, we grew up with our father. But to your point, he wasn't very expressive. So what do you think, like, growing up? I know you both have different perspectives. You said you didn't have a father and we had our father in not our that life. I didn't so how have do you... a father. I just wasn't raised with my right, dad. Right, right. You know? Like, not in your life. But yeah. how how did that mold, like, your thinking as to what a man should be? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, what did you take from that, from being raised with your father in the household and and what you took from that as far as, like, what a real man is supposed to be compared to now even? like. Well, I think um, people automatically assume, like, okay, well, you had your dad with you in the same household, so you had the father figure, which, yes, essentially, I I guess I did have a father figure, uh, very fortunately, more than you know, somebody who probably didn't have him at all around the house. But there was still, like, an absence there because mm-hmm. there are things I got from dad, like um, good work ethic, mm-hmm. um, you know, having, like, a, a moral a moral compass, mm-hmm. you know, um, being a provider, like, those kind of the, the essential things. Yeah. But you know, Melissa, like, <laughs> me and dad, 
growing up, I we weren't close. It wasn't like one of those father son relationships. Like, hey, let's go play baseball. Let's go. Yeah, because you weren't let's, sporty. You know, so, and, and that's the other and then, thing. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a sporty kid. I was more artistic, and so I was always super close with mom. Um, so, even though he was around, there was still like an absence. And I think more so that even like hurt a little more because it's like, dang, you're here and I'm still not like you're close missing, to you. You're still yeah. missing you know? something. Mm -hmm. And so there was still like a lack of connection. And so and then growing up also, you know, we grew up in a household where mom was like, you know, very Christian. Dad mm -hmm. wasn't. And so I kind of grew up with this mindset of like, all right, mom's telling me like, you know, the Christian way is the way to go. Your dad, he's this struggling man who's lost or whatever. And so I kind of grew up with this mindset that also, like, I couldn't connect with him or go to him for advice because he wasn't going to give me good, quote unquote, good advice. Right, and right. so there was there was just a, a, a rift between me and him, which uh, in adulthood, it made it a lot more difficult. And I'm seeing the the effects of it now as, shoot, I'm about to be 32. And I'm seeing just how it played on my ability to take initiative, uh, my ability to be intentional with people and relationships. Mm. Um, and I think those things are the type of things like identity also, self-worth. Those things are the things that come from a man. And your mom, yes, she gives you the nurturing. She gives you love and mm -hmm. compassion. Mm -hmm. And in a sense, yeah, I got a lot of that. I got a lot of love. I got a lot of compassion and stuff from mom. But when it comes to like, yo, manning up and like taking initiative sometimes and or initiating to start a conversation with somebody not being afraid of a moment like i'm i'm lacking that and i'm learning it mm -hmm. now at 32 and that's one of the things i'm working with with my therapist like we were making like a list of things like all right let's start at the scariest i mean the, the lightest stuff and we're going to move up this list of of things you know scary situations but you got to put yourself in it to man up to to face them and that's step one right just, yeah, well, that's, just that's actually getting there. Yeah, yeah. And so those are the things that I should have been learning from my father. And it's no shade at him because he had... Uh, he probably had it worse than you. He had yeah, worse. We talked about yeah, that yeah, in yeah, our yeah, generational yeah. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. a lot worse. I mean, yes, you could say there's progress, huge progress, right. you know, from what him and his dad were. But, um, you know, now I'm taking the initiative to take it a step further so that way with my son I could teach him the things I wasn't Absolutely. taught like hey take Absolutely. initiative you know yes. you're gonna do this, man do up and, be intentional you know, like be you intentional. said yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. and you know that's that shout out to you because you know not a man not a lot of men do this you know they're scared to open up and that was my questions to that was my question to Negro why do you think it's so hard for men to open up emotionally I mean I don't know it's, it's you really don't have anybody to really speak to I mean you, you like you said you could go to your mom but your mom can't tell you how to be a man yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's going to she's going to love you and nurture you, but she cannot tell you how to be a man. How does a man navigate through the world as a man? You know, and it's like my dad is I, I would never talk bad about him. He's a great, well, a great guy, you know, similar to your dad. Very hardworking. I remember my dad. I lived with my dad my first three years. And then when we got when we were uh, taken away. You know, my dad fought for custody, but he was new from Puerto Rico, didn't have family, you know, love, whatever. But I remember I lived with my dad for a year when I was about 12. And I remember my dad would get up every morning at 4 a.m. And I would, I would hear him make his coffee He'll, in the wintertime, turn his car, go downstairs, shovel his car out, turn it on, leave it, leave it warmed up, go upstairs, get, come back home. Do, like, very disciplined, obedient, wasn't like, you know... 
I didn't have anything bad to say about him, but like he he didn't teach me anything. You know, my dad. I, I can't tell you a conversation I ever had with my dad. Hmm. The only thing my dad ever tells me like, "Bocate una mujer," you know, settle down, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, dad, I can. That's all you. That's all you got for me. Yeah. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's all you got. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and it's no shade at my dad. I love my dad. You know, unconditionally. I have my differences with him, but that doesn't. I don't blame him. You know. Right. I think that's a lot of the problem with men today is that they're looking for something to cast blame onto. You know, I know a lot of people that are men that don't understand, you're never getting your dad back, bro. You're right. not going to get that father-son baseball. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. You have, at some point in time, you have to take full responsibility for your life and you have to take responsibility for where you are, where you want to go, and how you're going to get there. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. Now, navigating that is fucking difficult you know like I said I want to talk to you after I want to get your therapist's name because shit that's not pretty <laughs> yeah, cool that's, yeah. <laughs> but you know it takes I, I, you see we, it's like a catch 22 what I'm saying like this world is very nowadays it's, it's women have the upper hand like masculinity is something that's labeled as toxic you know being a man or being is toxic toxic masculinity you know or this is that, that, that men are Dogs, men treat women like shit, and men wow, wow, a bunch of different fucking nonsense, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But you don't, people don't understand. There's kids out here that don't have direction, right? That don't have a man that that they're listening to all this shit, and they think this is the way you have to go. You know, talking about that, um, I can't. I mean, I'm I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna try to speak for my brother. My brother's deported, right? Um, and I wish he was here for this topic because the reasons why he lashed out and misbehaved and became this rebellious child was because he couldn't connect with my dad. There was no connection. Like, my dad was like, what do you mean you don't know how to hustle? What do you mean you don't know how to get money quick? Like, come on, Pep, you know, move yeah. on. Like, be smarter, be faster. My mm-hmm. brother's not witty. He's not like that. No, your brother just has integrity. Your brother's yeah. a good person. You know what I mean? And my dad was like, was he was animal. a hustler. Like, <laughs> yeah. anything, he can sell anything to anyone. And he but, could take advantage of anything yes, and anyone. Yes. Your brother didn't have that. My, in my, my brother doesn't have that. Yeah. So what do you mean you have one girlfriend? Well, look at you. You, you look like me. <laughs> what do you mean? You have to have more than one girlfriend. And my brother wore his heart in his sleeve. Like, he fell in love every single relationship. Oh, my God. Tappy, if you're hearing this, remember when I used to fucking want to choke your ass out? And then, and then. He curse his girlfriends out. Leave that Tappy in a fucking hole, man. Leave that yeah, motherfucker Because alone. he was such a, he was the total opposite from my dad. So yeah. they did not get along. Then I come. And it's like, oh, you were supposed to be my son. Oh, my God. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, I played the soccer. I did this. I did everything. Yeah. Everything. I, I just needed short hair and, you know, that's <laughs> it. Because I was it for him. Like, And, and I guess my brother took that. Like, Of course. Damn, yeah. I'm, I'm your son. I mean, I'm your first son. Would. And he just did the wrong things. He just went about, you know, doing just everything completely to get attention. And even then, my dad's like. He still didn't get the attention. I'm not. Like, mm-hmm. you, this is terrible. This is what you... He's like, what do you mean? I got here at 17. I painted houses. I gave him to this and I did that. And look where I'm at today. Look where you're at today, though. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's exactly you're, what You're I'm in saying. a place where, as a man... And my dad, you know, I love him to death, but he's not even happy with who he is today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so what did that do for you, honestly? 
I mean, that's exactly what I was trying to point out earlier. You know, people don't understand. I got into personal development in my late 20s. And um, I guess that's what really changed my life in a lot of different aspects. I was never the guy like that was like looking, but it was just, you know, it's fucking hard being alone all the fucking time. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have the typical family. I didn't have nobody to really lean on. But then I realized, you know, like I'm looking at, I, I re- I'm reading things, I'm listening to audios, I'm listening to Les Brown and, you know, different guys and different people. And it's just like m- males need mentorship. People in general need mm-hmm. mentorship. A man needs a mentor, you know, a mentor. A mentor, you, you need to, if I want to become an architect, I got to find the architect, right, that I, that I like, and I have to model what this guy's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you, you're, you're, you were more arti- you were more in the arts, right? You said artistic. You didn't have nobody that could teach you. You know, if you had, imagine if you had a mentor that could teach you that. See, I, I learned a long time ago, my kid from reading. My kids are all three boys, three very different boys. I can't help with everything, but I learn how to, you know, help them find what they need. Mm. You know, yeah. like my son, I was showing him yesterday. My my, my older son is nineteen. This is how I used to ground the kids. They get in trouble, I give them three books to read, <laughs> all personal development books. At 13, 14, 15. Seriously. You wanna get I won't hit you. I said I only put my hands on my kids if you lie to me or disrespect me or an adult. That's it. Right? My son is 19 now. He makes about ten thousand dollars a month. Just got the keys to his place two days ago, got his own brand new apartment. And I look at that and I'm talking to Drew yesterday, and I'm like, damn, from a kid that didn't grow up with shit, that didn't have a dad, that didn't have those things. I'm fucking proud of myself. Absolutely. You know? it should be. And what, what makes it more, what, what breaks my heart is that I don't even have, I can't even celebrate that with my dad. I can't even go to my dad and be like, yo, look at your grandson. He don't even fucking look for him. You know right. what I'm saying? That shit is whack. Yeah. So I look at that and I'm like, I don't ever want to be that. So as much as I say I didn't learn nothing from my dad, I learned not, what I learned not who, what, not, do. what I don't want to be. Yeah. You know? And it's like, bro, my kid is there, and I'm like, damn, son. I'm looking at him. I'm talking to Drew. I'm like, yo, I don't know how the fuck I pulled it off. Right. <laughs> Seriously, right, bro. Right, right, right. Like, my son Justin, is he is he is the epitome of comfort. Like, he, this gay man, is yeah. he don't give a fuck. He is who he is. <laughs> and look at me. Funny, handsome, smart, kind. He doesn't have, he's not a thief. He's, he's, he's a great young man. Dyes his hair every fucking color in the book. <laughs> Look, I don't. My, I never. I would never tell my son. You know what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What the, what the fuck is that? Listen, you're gonna be whatever you want to be. And I, t- I put in my kids. You do what you feel like doing, and you be the fucking man at it. Like my son was a prom king, got a you know full ride scholarship coming to school in Florida, hopefully to do travel nursing. I didn't even graduate fucking high school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I say that to say this, you know. It don't matter where you come from. All that matters is where you're going, right? And what you want to be and what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point in time, I don't know. I know I shared you with. I shared this with you guys. I don't know if I have, but my main goal in life is to just get myself in a place where I want to do that kind of stuff for young kids, like yeah. for inner city kids. That's my. I, I, you know, these last few years of my life, I've been struggling with what the fuck to do in my life. I have no idea. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I mean struggling, I mean fucking struggling. Because I went from making $30,000 a month for seven years, Mm -hmm. you know, had everything I fucking wanted, took care of everybody around me, and when that shit went down, 
still with my dick in my hand. And I don't blame nobody. I'm not. This, this, this is. I made horrible choices with yeah, finances. Right, right. That's fine. But I still was not. I didn't feel fully fulfilled. Yeah. And, I, and as I keep reading, reading and learning, I learned about purpose and adding value. And I think to myself, damn, what the fuck could I do? You know, they, 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 they tell you, think about something you could do that for free, that you love. And I'm like, what the fuck could I do? I don't want to fucking work. <laughs> I don't, I right. Work well, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because it, Fabian does work with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can explain more oh, for better. Real? Yeah, that you could talk about. Oh, you for... we're gonna chop it up after this. <laughs> well, hey. talk, well, See, I think that's good though because I think you can talk about that because there are ki- young kids there that you know you could be. Yeah, that need it. Listen, that my boy, he... my boy, not to joke, my boy Khalid and I spoke about this years ago, and we thought of a name called Think Outside the Block. Like, think outside the box, oh. but think outside Yo, I like the block. that. How fire is that, dog? <laughs> and uh, the whole point of it is, like, how can we help kids that grew up like us that don't? Because you don't understand, information is literally everything could close the gap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Information is what's keeping, a lack of knowledge is what's, 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 has this guy that's a drug dealer that makes $3 million a year. That could be a corp- a CEO of a corporation. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There's, there's no there's no difference besides yeah, because they a lack obviously have of that, knowledge yeah. and information. It's not hustle. It's not ambition, right? Mm. So imagine if you could help a kid. Imagine when if you were younger and you and you and you had access to a place to go, a place to go, or just some some type of information that can help you navigate better. Yeah. Just gives you the information. I need I need to know about this. And that's and what 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 is it that's going on? How 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 are you how are you are you mentoring children? Is that what it is? So okay, so what I work for, I actually had the opportunity past November to get on board full time with these people. Um, it's an organization, nonprofit organization called Youth for Christ, Miami Youth for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically have a bunch like different um, sites under them, different programs. So they have some that cater to like doing uh activities like during school like on campus then they have other ones that are more so like um what do they call those programs like extracurricular um After like pal school? like pal remember oh what like are, those oh, like kind of like the boys and girls club like, kind of yeah, like those types of like, yeah. school programs yeah, yeah, yeah. School, yeah like yeah so they have some that are like that um kids will just go to the site and then they'll have like you know activities games and stuff um and then the program i actually work for um, which I think we're the best one. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we're called Catalyst Hip Hop. So basically what it is is that we use hip hop as a vehicle to reach uh, young people. Mm. Um, so we use the different elements of hip hop. We use like uh, breaking, um, emceeing, uh, DJing. And then um, we, this one's a little harder because we kind of kind of it, we have to Fix it up a little bit. Graffiti. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna teach the kids like, hey, right, this is how you tag vandalize. a building. But it's it's one of the elements. It's part of, of the culture. It's part yeah, of the yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, back when we had a building, we had we had a building, and um, it was the coolest building. You actually, this wall behind you guys, like how it's designed, like the graffiti and everything, mm-hmm. like you would see that everywhere in this building. It looked like an underground like basement in that's like New that's York. That, that's basically like, the the, the yeah. theme here. So. Um, <laughs> 
and people would come like you could chill practice your art form whatever it is um that's how i started going there and that's awesome and man. so yeah, like they have high school or a little after high school you started going there? i found it in high school because a friend uh jay boogs you know melissa knows him as a, a yeah yeah, yeah. A dancer. dancer now he's um, all over the place yeah now he's like out in la doing stuff or like <laughs> that's big awesome. names and stuff but um you can go to this spot I got more involved in college um, and they have like one room that was like the MC room and like you could just practice, you know, your craft there. Like or just, bars. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, some people I would go to practice my set for a show that I have. Other guys would come up, practice their set. And then you're around a bunch of other artists. So you're on all these artists who like, you know, you're feeding like off of each other. people. Yeah. Right. You're all feeding off of each other. They, they tell you, yo, this this is this is dope. This wasn't work on this. So it's like it's also an opportunity to meet other people. And then they had another room that was mm-hmm. the b-boy room. And so then it's the, the same. Yeah, the same thing yeah. like the other room. But yeah, now man. it's all b-boys just going but back and forth. it keeps the kids out yeah. of the street. They could have yeah. been in the street that weekend doing right. whatever, so, exactly. but they're there hanging out. You so know? we're actually in a transition period right now. I don't know how much I could say. <laughs> oh, okay. But... but um, ba- well, basically don't say too we're, much. I don't want to get you tamped <laughs> up. No, no. What, what's going to happen is going to happen. So yeah. basically, uh, we're... Moving to a new building. Okay, we, we were like, since COVID, we were building lists, which was sucked. But during that time, we had the opportunity to get into the schools. And that's basically where we're at in it right now. Where we're in the schools now and we're working right out of the schools after, you know, right after school. The kids come to, uh, they have a dance room over there in Miami Springs Middle. Kids come over there and then we just teach them like the elements of hip hop right there. Um, mm-hmm. So we got a guy. He's doing drum classes. I'm doing songwriting and music production with the kids. That's uh, we have like studio cool, equipment awesome, over bro. there, so I can show them how to use the studio equipment and whatnot. Um, and cool, then bro. we have the b-boy who te- teaches breaking and stuff. Um, and meanwhile, all, while we're doing all that, every single day we always give the opportunity to teach them like a Bible lesson or something positive, awesome. leadership skills and whatnot mm-hmm. to to influence them to do better. So. Um, wow! Shout out! Shout out! So it's it's a very, it's a super very fulfilling job. That's awesome. I mean, I don't know if you That's can give awesome. us more information when you know when we post this. Maybe you know, I yeah, don't know yeah. if people want to be you know if anyone's interested. But talking about that, I do have a question. You know how you said that there's like like-minded people around. You see examples online of men having break mental breakdowns, right? And mm-hmm. then they become memes. For example, Tyrese, <laughs> Kanye, Will Smith. Do you think society has become insensitive to men's mental health? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, it's crazy because I think I re- when, I, when I thought about this, like, there is a catch-22 because you have to, especially these men, I think it's important for men to have some sort of outlet to talk, right. you know, to, to, to talk about their mental health, to talk about what they're going through. Um, and I think what's going on with social media is a little crazy because people, instead of finding healthy ways to find an outlet to get a mentor, like face to face, one on one or a type of community around them in person, Instead of doing that, they're going to they're going live. social media. <laughs> they're going live on, yeah, on Instagram or on whatever they use. 
and they're just spilling their guts on there. And especially when you're a celebrity like like Will Smith or Tyrese, you have access to so many people, and you know that if you put something on social media, you're gonna get like you know support. Yeah, I feel like the that they 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 got to the point where it's like oh, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, and, and I don't know what they have. Like I can't say like oh right. well, Will Smith if he had a therapist like he's well I'm pretty sure he has money something and access right. to a therapist if he wants. And so I don't know exactly what they have. I can't speak for them per se, but to go on social media and put so much out there is also kind of like, yo, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what are we like? Why are we resulting to this? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a lack of something that they have going on. In yeah, their life. something. Yeah. Yes. I can't. I can't yeah. speak to what they what's going on personally, but they. You have to have a sense of reserve also. And I think, I mean, my personal opinion, like, I just feel like, especially Will Smith, just puts way too much stuff out there. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah like, you put your business and then you wonder why people are talking about, like, yeah. you know. But that's the thing. That's, yeah. what, that's what they are. All they, all they really are is a persona to people, right? So nobody, everybody wants right. Will Smith. They want Kanye. They don't right. give a fuck about what Will's going through. Right. right. They don't care about what Kanye's going through. I mean, not everyone. I'm saying, you know. Majority. A lot of people nowadays are looking up to people on social media that are fucking broken also. Mm-hmm. That portray an image mm-hmm. that that's not what they are. Mm-hmm. It, you know, the, 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 how, what they say, heavy is the head that wears the crown, right? So it's yeah. like, it's you hear all these different saying it's lonely at the top. It's blah, blah, blah. That shit is true to a certain extent. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. You get to a certain level of success as a man, and you're literally you're fucked. You're because known. what does it teach you? It teaches you what? You hang around five bums. You're the you're the fucking you're the sixth bum. It, ha- it just <laughs> happens to me that the five bums you fucking are around that you love them. So now, okay, the right thing for you is to to leave. It's it's, it's obviously the right thing to do. You're never going to make those kind of relationships that you have with these people, ever. Nobody's ever going to know you how these people know you. So mm-hmm. now you're constantly moving through life because it's, if you ask anybody that's successful, any book you read, it's what you have to do. And there's no type of negotiating with it. You want to move on? You want to get to a certain place in life? You have to cut people out of your fucking life. Yes. That is, look at me, without a shadow of a mm-hmm. doubt, until you do that, nothing's going to change, right? And... um these people, I guess they've cut so many of the people that they cared about. They're like, this is just my my assumption that you get to a place where you're fucking alone. Yeah. You're alone. You're by yourself. And the only people that seem to care about you is your comments. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know? going into that, though, I'm, I mean, we talk a lot about social media and the effects of that. And I mean, I, I've spoken on what it did to me and, mm-hmm. and my hiatus and things like that. From a male's perspective, like how does, you know, social media you know, affect your mental health or how you view things. Being, the, or, being or, you, being Negro, being me, Fabian. I don't give a shit about social media. <laughs> honestly, social media for me is absolutely, I, I, I post maybe five pictures a year. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really yeah. care for, I'm, I'm 39. Um, Damn. <laughs> <clears throat> What's that, Kevin Hart thing? I mean, Damn. I'm going to be 30. I'm, I'm going to be 39 in four Damn. years. <laughs> I'm going to be 39 in four years. All right, listen. Oh, God. No, but I'm 39. All right, you're 40. What happened? So my thing is this. Michi Repeta, <laughs> please. All right. I got pictures. I got everything. Oh, <laughs> yo. <laughs> All right, listen. So I'm going to be 40 and next year. I grew up with no internet. I grew up with no AOL. I yeah. grew up with none of that shit. That shit doesn't, it doesn't have the impact on me that it has on the younger generation. Yeah. By the time Nintendo came out, I fuck Mario Brothers. I want to play Manhunt. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't give a fuck about Power Rangers. Yeah. The only cartoons that I remember, Looney Tunes. I don't watch no, I never watched no other <laughs> shit. So for me, it's like, I grew up that way, so it doesn't affect me the way it affects. Like I look at my, I look at you know kids today, and it, it's like, oh, I got to talk to my youngest son Elias so much about this. I'm like, you got to chill, Chief. Like you, you you're yeah. like, I'm gonna start monitoring you, bro. Like you're on social, like yeah. you're on the phone all day. Yeah. But these kids, that's literally how these kids are making friends now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's you know so true. Saying? It's but so true. It's like it's like a dating website yeah, for, for yeah. men and women, right? Right. How how much do people connect? Oh, I love this guy. I'm gonna marry him in two months. You don't even know if this person Never smells seen bad. Right. Never <laughs> seen you don't know their right. hygiene. You don't know shit. You're in love with an idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm gonna. I, w- I would definitely say like my experience is gonna be different to yours, and it's crazy how much a few years in age can can make a difference because. When social media, like MySpace, started blowing up, it was like right when I was like in my teen years, and so those are the years I should be out there as a young man, mm-hmm. talking to women, developing that confidence in a healthy way. But I was already introverted; I was already shy. So social media became an an escape from reality for me. Yeah, mm. and so instead of like developing a healthy self confidence, self worth, where I can you know, initiate those conversations and stuff like that. I started ducking and hiding behind a profile. Yeah. And it's like, I remember my first girlfriend I had, I I super shook when I see her in person. And then I could only initiate conversations with her through MySpace, you know? (laughs) And then I see see her in person. I'm shook again. I'm like, oh my God, you know, I'm not, because I feel like I'm not the same person. Yeah. And then it took me like, I am not on uh, social media right now. Like, and that was a personal decision where I, like, I've been off for like, I think four months now. Um, but it was because I had a reality check where I was like, I am a different person online than I am in real life. And I don't like this person I am in real life. And that's one of the things I'm working on with my therapist where I was like, yo, I want to be the person, that confident person that I am on my profiles. I want to be that person in real life because I mean, I know that's, I have Can it I in you. Have Can it I in you? Yeah. I have. I have the personality. I have the. You know. I, I hate to say it, I could spit game online. That's what I'm saying. But that's <laughs> why I want to ask you. But but in person, like I'm like. Uh, but my, you know, like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm 12 years old all over again, and I'm like, yo, this is pathetic. I don't like this, Damien. Like so, I I took the initiative to talk to this therapist. I'm like, yo, this is this is not cool. So, I got off of social media, and I'm like, I want to live in the real world. I want to be the Fabian that I envision in my head, not. Not the but that's who you really media. that's who you are though you know you just gotta you know for me I'm the opposite I just I was so un bruto like they say like just a fucking barbarian <laughs> I swear like that for me with women I've never like women of I've never approached a woman in the street you know in New York with, right with that, yo the cat calling that's and never, all that that's never ha- I never yelled at a girl across the street when it got that's just that's never been my thing I, I value relationships, connections, you know, like just different things. Like, I don't, that's a waste of my fucking time. No. Because that's an easy way to fuck up your ego, right? That you're going to get shut down, you know? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. you don't know. But, you know, what do you think is the, what do you think is the pros and cons of the profile, Fabian, and this Fabian? Because that's who you really want to yeah, be. That's mm-hmm. There's nothing stopping you. I'm, I just met him today. You know, Paul, you're a good-looking guy. You're smart. You're intellectual. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you're not... You, you have a good head on your shoulders. None of us are perfect, right? Right, right. Yeah. But I think, you know, 
what do you what do you care what people think? Do you care what their what their opinion? Because I learned something a long time ago. If you buy someone's opinion, you buy their lifestyle. Meaning, if this person does not have what you want, and you li- it's like a fat person giving you weight loss advice. So you gonna you gonna do that? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm broke as fuck. I can't teach you how to make no money. No, seriously. No, no, no. So I learned a long time ago that women deserve to be treated the same way men do. I don't give a fuck how pretty you are. What do you have? What do you have that I like? What do I need to show myself to you for? What do you got? You know, because women hide behind looks too. I learned a long time. Some of the prettiest women are the most insecure. Insecure, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's that's old school, like scumbag but, street street game. No, that, you know? But that was that a good was question, question though. Like, like what, yeah. what are the pros and cons? What is the pros and cons? Like what is, what is it about online Fabian? Online Fabian that, that you, you think that this that Fabian you, that you feel you're lacking. That you're lacking. You know what I'm saying? And that's and, yeah, and if the, it's, uh, it's just easiest thing. Online Fabian, like I like, like you said, I, I don't care. Like I can initiate a conversation. I'm not afraid of rejection online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In person, fail. I've realized failure is my biggest fear. Yeah. Like the. To, it is to a lot of men. Yeah. It's to a lot of people. Period. Yeah. 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 Failure is is my my greatest fear, and along with failure, then with rejection that leads into rejection mm-hmm. being you know up there in my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. And so it's easier. To get rejected. To get rejected. And All not right. even just with women, just in, in, in any anything. sense. Anything. In any yeah, sense. like, hey, listen to my song or whatever. Yeah, like, like I said, because there, there's been moments in life, too, where it's like, hey, this is a person in music that you should talk to. Like, I'm at an event. Like, this guy has connections. You should talk to him. You should socialize with him. And I can't muster up the, the strength. Or if I do, it's mad awkward. I'm like, ugh. You know? And <laughs> hey so, there. Uh. <laughs> but then online, you know, I can, it's easy just to send a message to a radio station or whatever. But like, hey, you know, I got a song. Like, oh, cool, you know. But, you know, so it's, it's the confidence level mm-hmm. that when you're behind the screen and you don't have the body language, you don't have the, mm-hmm. the staring, you don't have the tension. The awkward between, silence. Yeah, like yeah. you have time to think online, you mm-hmm. know, like you can always be like, you can always leave a message and be like, oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, I was busy. Right, but, right, you know, right, like, right. let me tell you something. But, you know, that's, that's how all these kids are growing up. And I, can I just say something? Yeah. I noticed because one of the things that my therapist is working with me, like I said, is, the you know, Fight those fears. So we're yeah. starting small, like just say hi to people, just mm-hmm. random people. Yeah. Go somewhere, say hi to people, like in public. You know how hard it is. It's not hard on my part. It's hard because the thing I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to lock eyes with somebody and then say hi. Yeah. hi if baby. somebody's looking down, <laughs> hello. <laughs> if, somebody, if somebody's looking down at a phone or whatever, like I'm not gonna tap. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, tap them on the shoulder. Fucking like, creep. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll be like, so hey, my okay. thing is just like, all right, everybody's I'm a, I'm in walk, that. I'm gonna walk around. I'm a once they lock eyes, I'm gonna say hi. Yeah. But I can't even. It's so hard because I'm realizing, holy crap, everybody is just as has it's, social anxiety. I, I was just if not about, more bro. than I do, yes. and so. It's yeah. hard. I was just about to say that to you about you know connections and 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 weird. Conf- you have no idea how weird the world is. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, bro, yeah. you think that everybody has a like uh, uh, not you us as 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 society, as people, right? And, yeah. We think that everybody has it together. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. That is the furthest thing from the truth. You know, with the thing with failure. You know, as as men, this is the thing. We can learn a lot from each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're strong in places that I'm probably weak at. I'm probably strong in places that you're probably... You know, that's why it's such a big deal for men. Like, why men's health is where it's at. Because people... A lot of men are in competition with one another. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to give up the jewels. They they, 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 they pretty much 
they get off on other people's dysfunctions and they know that they can add yeah. value to this person, but they're like, if I add value, he's going to surpass me, yeah. you know, yeah. which is fucking stupid, you know? But for me, with, with what, how I got, you know, how I got out of that mind, that space, I got into sales early oh. and I got into the restaurant business, like doing serving and shit like that. So I guess I felt that way at one point in time when I was younger, but talking to so many people after years, it just becomes very natural. Like I, I like with sales, no is the most powerful thing because being denied is the best thing for you because it's all you know. Once they break down numbers, like you, you're uh, music, you know, you're into music and engineering and producing, right? If they told you you got to go through nine hundred and ninety nine no's, but you're gonna get that one yes along the line that's gonna do, give you everything you wanted. How fast would you do that? Right. right. Exactly. I learned from a guy named Marcus Center. There's, there's, there is, that's always available to everybody. We just don't know what that number is. You just got to go through those fucking no's. You right. got to go through those rejections because failure is what keeps, the, the, the fear of failure is what keeps people back from achieving their full potential. You know, my, my, one of my mentors uh, a while back, Ed Blunt, he says, he has a saying, he says, life is a fight for territory. And it says, as soon as you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want will automatically take its place. And that was like, you know, that was huge to me the first time I heard it. I was like, fuck, he's right. And then I look at myself now. I love I'm like, that saying, by the way. I, and I'm like, I look at myself now like, you fucking bitch. You know so much better than this. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting in this pile of shit sometimes and I'm thinking to myself, like, what the fuck is wrong with me, man? So it's like, nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Nobody has any clue. All we can do is all we can fucking do. And, you know... That's that. So, okay, we touched on how we think social media affects it and different things. So I know this may be a hot topic. Let's not stick on this one for too long. But how do you think women play a role in, you know, mental health for men or like the expectations that they put on men and things like that? Who wants to take that? <laughs> They're staring at each other like. Oh man, because I'm gonna I'm go. I'm gonna fucking. Do you want to go first, Fabian, nah, nah, so then he go, can let, rant? Let, let me go. Let me be. Let, the, let, let him vent first. Let me go first, so he Please. can clean it up the right way. Maybe. All right, because he, he's he's more well spoken. <laughs> All right, um, women per se. Listen, ladies, if you're listening, and you have a man in your life that is struggling or going through things, you have no idea how far. Um, how are you doing? goes mm. are you okay mm. goes a long fucking way mm -hmm. men are tired of hearing you fucking complain about what the fuck is wrong we already know we already know what the fuck is wrong we don't need you to remind us every fucking day okay please for the love of god imagine if you as a woman you gain 10 pounds and this motherfucker's telling you every day that you fucking gain weight you gain fucking weight you gain weight now okay but that's what I wanted to ask you. So, for example, you know how men keep shit to themselves. They don't like to express themselves. They don't talk. Some of us, we don't know what's going on with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's okay to ask, hey, are you okay? What's wrong? I'll but what she's in, saying I'll is sometimes you'll be met with yeah, nothing. Like, like you'll be met with nothing because sometimes I'm like, you hey, are you it. okay? Or you're good? And well, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But that depends on the guy because I'm the type of person, it's hard for me to maybe say something, but I'm dying inside. Yo, somebody asked me how you. I'm doing. Thank you somebody very much. Somebody asked me how. That's I'm why book. I'm saying <laughs> what I'm saying, bro. That's right. You felt I'm that. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to ask my guy, how are you? Listen to me. That shit say, let me tell you something. That shit could save somebody's life. Absolutely. Literally. Yeah. Absolutely. You know how many men walk around this, walk around with this feeling 
of nothingness. Like, like they don't cares. matter. No, yeah. Like they're not appreciated. Cares. Like they don't like like nobody would even notice if they were gone. It, yeah. You'd be surprised, you man. You know, I, I read this thing. Now that you're saying that, I read this thing. It says social expectations to just get on with it narrative that men are raised with. That they have a long way to go in terms of raising boys to be men who can express themselves properly when it comes to difficult emotions. Men can help themselves by challenging the norm and expecting a response from them when asked the question, how are you? So, I mean, so in, I'm, in reality, I'm yeah, it's I'm, such an important question. I yeah. think, um, which I want to bring up, um, that remember when a couple episodes ago, I, I played that clip from T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes, which yes. I, I watched that whole video. That shit had Listen, me. Look at me. Was, my eyes were sweating. That, <laughs> that one was great. I, I sent you the video too, Fabian, right? Where he was saying like, oh, you don't hear us like when we talk yeah. about our emotions, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, so did. another part in that that he said that I didn't play in that clip was... Not just about asking, but can one of the things he said was, can I trust you that when I do open up and tell you what I went through in my family and the traumas that I went through, that you're not going to throw it in my face later? So I think that's another thing, too. I mean, you guys can speak to it, but I'm asking, is that something also a fear of opening up because you feel like it's going to be thrown in your face later on? Let me tell you something that happened to me. Ooh. <laughs> so I was um, about exactly like a year ago, I was dating this girl and, you know, we would talk and stuff like that. And it got a little deeper on one date where she asked me like, you know, oh, what are your fears? What are, you know, those yeah. kind of questions. So I'm like, oh, crap, we can open up. We're, yeah. we're getting there. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and shit. so I started to share like some of my fears and my struggles, you know, the, the fear of, you know, failure or the fear of, you know, Sometimes being uh, being more shy and stuff like that, taking initiative. Not even like a week later, she she broke off the the dating because basically because of those reasons. Fuck that hoe. What? So it's like <laughs> we get hope. we get that. So it's like then then it leaves you with the like the the mindset. Why did like, I well, do dang, that? I gotta. Yeah. I guess men, we gotta just have it together. Yeah. And like now, when I date, I gotta. I gotta, gotta portray to be I something that, you, that you're not at the. Oh moment. yes, I'm yeah. just always confident. Oh, listen, yeah. man. I, I have no fears. I can take care of you, baby. Like, Bro, <laughs> you gotta portray yeah. to be something that you're not, and it's fucking whack. You have to fit the mold of what they want. Exactly. And, See, that's and, wrong. And does she have everything she wants? But that's is the thing. She I, right. I, I guarantee you, she doesn't. You know what I'm saying? People have no idea how hard the strength. The courage that it takes for a man to be honest about what he's going through. You understand? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you are not able to be, to care unconditionally, then don't ask those questions. Absolutely. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? If you're yeah. not fit. Then don't ask those fucking questions Correct. if you're going to use those things against us. Mm-hmm. Because what we don't need is sympathy. We don't need a, you to fucking baby us. Sometimes we just need to say those things out loud so we can hear them for our fucking selves because we're telling ourselves that shit all day long, all day long, all day long, all day long. And we're smiling and we're laughing and we're joking and we're, we're providing, we're working, you know, yeah. we're, 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 we're working with kids, we're doing things that are important, we're doing the best that we possibly can, but at the end of the day, we go home and lay on our fucking pillow. We're, we're very, we're, we're unsatisfied, you oh, know, we don't, we don't feel and, fulfilled. Yeah. yeah. And... A lot of us don't know how the fuck to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, why? What the fuck is happening? I'm doing things correctly. I'm not robbing. I'm not stealing. I'm not fucking cheating. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. I'm living life on a, on, on, in a way that, that, you know, on a grand scale is right. 
and you see people that are pieces of shits, that are liars, that are deceivers, yeah. that that pretend to have it all together, and they're succeeding fucking ridiculously. They yeah. get all the women, but then they're breaking all their hearts. Right, exactly. Yeah, but, but women and, and women and I, they're, they're getting the jobs, they're getting the income, they're getting, you know, the, the positions, they're getting the careers, they're getting the shots, the chances that yeah. other men deserve. Yeah. By lying. <laughs> By lying and, and deceiving. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people that pretend to be something and I, I got friends that are, act like they know everything. They got it all together. But they, they're easy to look at me you know how many of my friends talk shit about me behind my back? It's fucking ridiculously. It's ridiculous. But for me, it's like, I look at that shit as, they would never say it to me. Yeah. That's because how I I'm so it. transparent. There's, I'm, I, I'm like, I, I always say, I, I am an M. I ate my myself. You can't tell me shit about me. <laughs> I know it, so baby. Right. Be rabbit over here. <laughs> yeah, right. white yeah. trash. Yeah, I'm a fucking... Bro. Listen, <laughs> yeah. you can't talk to me about me. But now, make sure that when you come, be ready, ba. <laughs> because and that's the thing too because a lot of motherfuckers can't take they, they throw stones it. and live in a glass house Ooh, and, yeah. and the problem is we care about these people so much that how dumb is this we care about them so much that we take all of this shit because we're scared about ruining a relationship, a relationship. with someone that we care about but they don't even think twice they'll drop us at the, the fucking drop of a dime mm. they'll throw us to the fucking curve and that's my biggest problem is my abandonment issues that's why I need to speak to your therapist. I need to get over that shit. Right and there. you know what it is? Um, that's such an important, just an important um, point that he he brought up because it's like men themselves, right? It'd be your own boys. And it'd be your own boys with your own girls sometimes. Mm -hmm. It'd be your own boys with your own boys telling you, oh, he ain't got it. You listening to him? What is mm -hmm. he talking about? You know, mm -hmm. he putting you down. I feel like, women have got to the place where we've encouraged ourselves so much and we make chats and we make groups like just book, to push clubs. book clubs and we've gotten to, to a place where men need to learn how to get to how it. to get there because you know? it's emotions yes it's emotional yes thing. it's an emotional thing we and have such it's an connecting, emotional disconnect connecting, yeah. and you know me and negative we spoke about this i'm not sure if you were here melissa but i had uh, a self-love group with a bunch of females, and I remember I told you I was mm -hmm. lacking on that because of now I can say it's a pregnancy. And I had for the boys, and it's crazy. I'm a female, and I made a chat for my friends, the guys. Like, guys, send all of anything you want in there. Whatever motivational speaker you got going on, anything that you see, send it. So there was two or three of them. They were in the beginning, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it died. It died. You know why? Because the one that was sending the most was like, they're not paying attention. They don't answer. That's not why we did that. Mm -hmm. It's not that. I, I didn't make this chat for you to get a response. I made a chat for everyone to at least see read it, it, read it and yeah. take it in. I don't need a response. Mm -hmm. Now, if you need a response, you need a little more help. <laughs> and th this is we're here that's why we're here yeah, you get what I'm saying so it's like more men need to step up and be like yo it's okay to I, it's talk okay. to each other hey, and hey, let's yeah. do this you know what I mean Fabian let's be honest I'm gonna ask you a question from a, this is a man thing right how I don't think females understand how men it's so hard to find a really close friend that's a man that you can trust that you can trust mm. that you can love unconditionally that loves you unconditionally it breaks your heart more as a man when you hear you, that person that you love and trust as that's your friend. When you hear them, when you hear things about them 
like betraying or talking shit or whatever. That shit sucks. That shit that shit hurts more than a girl cheating on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bro code. Like we're supposed to be I live like I always say I wish I was born in the the fucking Spartan days. You know like back in the day when you when men were warriors, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that's a big missing piece of a man of 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 a man DNA a signature of a man like back then you were a man you 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 fought for what you believed in you you didn't die an old piece of shit with dementia <laughs> with a diaper on you know that's that's you talk about fears that's a and fear and you had that camaraderie like in that you know, it, you know listen to me these men would lay their lives down with you yeah you understand you know, ba- yeah. I wanted to join no. the military for that reason because mm-hmm. I, I felt so disconnected from no everyone no behind and all that right. yeah. I felt so disconnected from that with everyone and then when I was growing up as a teenager I had a you know, my brother, you know, recipes, boo-boo. Like, I had my guys when I was younger that I, that I would do, I would I would have put my life on the line for them. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I know that some of them would have done the same for me. You know, and that is, for me as a man, like, that's unconditional love. Like, you know, women are able to, to connect on an emotional level. We talk about this shit all the time. This is why when women go into, get into relations with men, kind of subconsciously expecting them to fuck up and cheat or do some crazy shit. And they can deal with that emotionally better than men can. A man catches his girl cheating. That's why you see on the news he killed her, fucking chopped her up in pieces, then killed Jeez. himself. And you know, men, when it comes they to emotions, don't process it the they same don't way. process it the same way because they've been taught from years, centuries of just programming, of programming, of programming, of programming that you're not supposed to feel this. You're not supposed to care right. about this. You're not supposed to feel, and that's fucking not the case. It's wrong. And my question to you, Fabian, is how has your faith helped you navigate your emotions? Um, well, something that Negro pointed out. Um, like, I, I'm lucky enough to say that I can't really relate to, like, bros betraying me. Okay. And this is where I guess the faith part can come in is because I always found my connection with my closest guy friends. Uh that we're all guys of the same faith, like working together, together. on something, you okay. know, like the guys I'm closest with are the guys in the organization that I work with. Mm. Or like my best friend is a guy who back in like my early twenties, I did like a Bible study with. And stuff. Okay. So not to say that people that were Christian or whatever, you know, you'll find right, some of the most right. hypocritical people. We, you know, yeah, the yeah, whole, yeah. the trope, you know, yeah. right, right. but, <laughs> but I was blessed enough at least that I haven't found those crazy Figures. backstabbing. Right, guys. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, um, but as far as my faith goes, it's basically it can go so deep. It's <laughs> my found deep, it's my it's my foundation. I think um, today's society, when it comes to mental health and dealing with self hate and emotions, our biggest run to answer is self love, which I think is beautiful and which I think is essential. So like even in the Bible, it says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So, you know, obviously we want to have some appreciation for ourselves. Um, the issue is though, I feel like society, they lean too much on the self love part and they completely rip the God equation out. Yeah. Um, and so when you rely on a foundation of yourself, you're going to fail. <laughs> you're okay. So we teach people like, okay, don't get your identity or don't get your self-worth from your job or your money or, or even your spouse, because, you know, things can fail you. And if those things fail you in life, then you're going to be left shattered and whatnot. 
we never really address though, yo, we fail ourselves every day. Every day. Every day. Every single day. Like I am the most unreliable person when it comes to myself. <laughs> like one day I feel great. And I'm like, man, I'm amazing. The next day I'm like, yo, I, I, I hate myself. Like, right, what the hell? Right, right, right. So I need a foundation that is strong and unmovable. And that's where my mm. faith comes in. And that's where Jesus Christ comes into me. Right. So if the Bible tells me that he loves me unconditionally, that, you know, even in my worst moments when like my darkest times, when I messed up the most, he was there and he's able to forgive me. Like, yo, you can't beat that. Right. Like Amen. you, if somebody Amen. still loves you, even in your worst moment, like, and we all know here what our worst moments are, you know, yes. mm-hmm. and he's able to forgive you of that. Like, then I know, okay, that love can't be shaken. And even on my worst days, even if I wake up feeling like the biggest pile of crap ever, or if I just did something stupid, like, okay, my self-love is not going to be there. I'm probably going to be very self-deprecating in that moment. But I have a foundation of like, okay, but God loves me. And Tomorrow, that's such tomorrow's an awesome, another day. Yeah, that, that's yeah. such an awesome thing because, you know, I know a lot of people that don't have that foundation. And not just to say, you know, uh, God, spiritually, like you believe in, in the higher most. So whatever it is that the universe, whatever it is that you believe in, but believe in it to the point where, you believe it in that much. You know what I yeah, mean? Where it's your foundation. Where it's your foundation where you're, you, you're basically saying like, you know, they built this for us. We're here. We, we're supposed to mess up. We're supposed to learn. We're supposed to do this. But learn from your mistakes. You know, I think that the majority of it is a lot of men can't admit, damn, I fucked up. Mm. Yeah, you know, it takes it takes a lot. It takes a lot for a man to. That's why when when Negro said, "Oh, you know, when when he catches a girl cheating, he goes crazy," but then when he does it, you get what I'm saying? Like we 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 gotta get to that point where we gotta be real with ourselves. You know, like okay, where where am I? You know, what's my weakest link? What what is it that I need help with? And that's why, guys, it's so important to know that when you need help, you gotta look for it. You know, fuck what mm-hmm. everybody thinks. Fuck whatever. Nobody's there with you alone in that room, in that bed, when you're thinking about all these things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was reading yeah. that over 6 million men suffer from depression each year, but it often goes undiagnosed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge number. That's yeah. huge. And then suicide is the most common death of men under 49. Mm-hmm. 49. People don't get their shit together to... <laughs> Sometimes 40. Yeah. Yeah, they said the average age for a person to really know what they're going to do with their life is like late 20s. To imagine. Mm-hmm. But what today's shit, the way the world is moving so quickly yeah, now. Yeah, people don't have it together to the diff- you know, 35, yeah. 39. I still don't have for, it together. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Some people, that's the thing. Yeah, I think, but I think people need to understand, it's okay if you don't ever have it all together. You don't have to. Imagine how life, how boring life would be if you had everything together. <laughs> oh, there'd be God. no challenges. There'd be nothing to grow. There'd be nowhere to grow. There'd be nowhere right, to, right. you know, to change. Yeah. It's, what's the point? Yeah. You know? I, so for both of you, um, what was the turning point for you in your life um, to change the way you viewed and expressed your emotions? So I'll start with Fabian and then Negro. And- hmm. There is, like we were just talking about, you don't always have it all together. So I feel like it's hard to answer that question and say like, well, this is the moment everything changed and I just became this guy that I wanted to be like. But I guess the moment more, you knew that you wanted to get help and, yeah. you know. Yeah, well... At the age of 19, actually, I, I was dealing with some issues and uh, 
I was introduced to a pastor at a, at a church by me. And um, he basically became like a mentor to me um, from like 19 until like my mid, yeah, my mid 20s, like 26. Um, but I learned so much from this dude. And it wasn't just him. Like he also had like a men's group that, that I would go to. Mm-hmm. And so like it was so crazy because like you walk in this group. And it would look, it, it would look wild. It would look like, yo, did I walk into it like an AA group? What is this? Like a bunch of <laughs> sausage a party. Bunch of, a bunch of dudes, like all ages, like you know, sitting in a big circle, being like emotional and talking about their problem. Like, yo, what the heck? This is like, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it was that was the moment though that like taught me like how to be transparent, how to open up, how to mm-hmm. seek out help. Like, I would have never sought this therapist that I'm going to now as quick as I did, if it wasn't for the counseling I had with this pastor before and the the men's group that I went to, because sure, all my problems weren't fixed in that, you know, with those meetings with him, but he was able to teach me like, yo, you need other men around you to hold you accountable. You know, Mm -hmm. you need Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to talk about what you're going through. You need to be able to share and be transparent. Um, And so like that is, he gave me the foundation of what it is to ha- be a man with emotions, to, to be a man that seeks accountability, who steps up and looks for help when he needs it. Um, and so now it, I'm 32. Like I was, I'm able to to seek help when I when I went through what I was going through. Like I was able to pinpoint. Okay, it's time. I, rem- to, I remember to, yeah. what this guy taught me. I'm able to pinpoint some issues that I'm seeing here. Let me let me go seek help the, again. The, see that that yeah. that's the that's self-awareness. That's yeah, self-awareness. amazing. That's so amazing. How about you, Negro? Oh, um, I mean, I've been very transparent. I guess for me, it started off kind of young too, as a teenager. Um, man, this is a long time ago. I haven't thought about this in a while. Um, well, I've been living alone since I was fifteen, and a lot of people didn't really know my situation growing up a lot of people thought that i went home to like a family nobody knew like how i was raised or what i was going through a lot of my friends didn't even know i lived alone um and one day uh i got kicked out of the place i was living at because they found out my real age and i was fucking in the dumps and i had you know i was always a a wild loose cannon like i used to go i used to do some really crazy shit back (laughs) in the day and um one day i was just you know, I needed money. I went out and did something stupid. And I remember coming home and I was just, you know, like in tears, like, damn, like praying, like, what the fuck? Like, I I would do bad shit and then ask God to forgive me because it's not, it's not what I wanted to be doing. Mm, right. And I had no idea how I was going to get through it. And um, I was behind Blessed Sacrament. Yep. I was literally behind Blessed Sacrament sitting. I'll never forget this day, sitting on the concrete with my back against the wall. It's like the sun is coming down. And I'm just literally just down and out. And um, I'm like, let me, you know, be in a, stop being a bitch, get my shit together, blah, blah. Um, I was living in, a, in that room that I got kicked out of because they were remodeling the house. I was sneaking through the window. My boy Norm dropped me off. I guess he had heard through the grapevine that I was kind of homeless. Mm-hmm. And um, he dropped me off. And I would always wait for him to get to the end of the fountain. And then I, I would climb up the window. He came back around the block, caught me climbing through the window. Mm. So yo, what the fuck you doing? I'm like, nah, shit, I love my game. Like, nigga, open the door. When he gets upstairs, he sees I got two garbage bags, a foam fucking mat. Aww. And he's like, yo, pack your shit. You're coming with me. And I was like, nah, I'm good, blah, blah, blah. And he taught me 
through it's those. Okay. It's, it was okay to, to ask, ask for, help. for help. Ask for help. And he taught me it was okay to, you know, to just to be honest, transparent. And I learned a lot of that from my mom too, because my mom was a drug addict and she was always very super honest and transparent with me. But um, that would be the day, you know, that day, those those, those series of events was like a, like three days of all of that. And then that was the time where I was like, you know what? I don't want to be here no more. I was like, yo, if I stay in New York, I'm going to fucking end up dead or in jail. And I was like, I got to do something different. I came out here. Uh, my friend Mike, uh, Mike Jax, he introduced me into uh, personal development. And uh, <clears throat> I had to pay my rent. I was short on fucking like rent. I went to the casino like an asshole, <laughs> lost all my money. <laughs> and I literally drove to his house fucking in tears, listening to a video on YouTube about motivation. And then um, I get to to Mike's house, he's packing his bags, and he's like, yo, I'm like, where are we going? I'm going to New York to see uh, Ed Blunt and Les Brown. Like, Who's Les Brown? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, you don't know who Les Brown is? I'm like, no. He played me the same video I heard on your way, way there. to his house. Wow. And I was like, that was the day I was like, I, I got to do what I got to do. I got to do what I got to do. And, and my question to you guys, so to wrap this up, I do want to, I kind of, because women are so, so important, right? Women are so important to a, a man, right? To, to you guys' lives, to... We, we're there, we're, we're, we're the mother of your children, et cetera, et cetera. What would you, what are some of the things you advise them to do? Like for this whole mental health awareness thing. Yeah, how men. can we help you? How can we help you? Like, is it just asking you? Is it just staying quiet? Is it listening? How, I don't how? know, man. It's, how? Uh, you know, I don't want to make it sound like it's, Women's fault. No, it's but not. we're but asking we want what help. we can do to alleviate I mean, just your being, help. Because remember, aware, we, have, we have so our listeners is majority of women, and, and we have. And for example, you know, mm-hmm. me and Misha, we're, we're also raising sons. So yeah, be not aware. even just as a partner, but as a mom. As like a mom. how? Like, what? Right, what? I'm should ask you guys as women, the Ben closest to you in your lives, your boys, your kids, you know, your brothers, your whatever. There comes times and moments in in the years that you can tell something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Those are the times where you just, yo, are you okay? Is everything all right? I can't mm-hmm. help but feel like, you're, you know, something's wrong or you want to talk about anything. You know, I'm here for you. Just things like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That, that's all that. Listen, he said it perfectly. You know, men walk around all day dying for somebody to ask them that question. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's it'll be so much better. It's so It means so much more when it comes from somebody that, you Cute. love, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes a stranger would ask you that. <laughs> you're like, whoa. And you're like, oh, and you fucking tell a stranger. Oh, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, had, I've, let me tell you I've been with strangers sometimes for hours just no, talking I about know. life. I and know, it's like, yeah. thank you. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know? and, and, and yeah, it's so, so important. Bro, because... I'm telling you, a few years ago, I was at a, my, you know, a while back with my mom. Like, I always get kind of down and out during Mother's Day. And I'm, I was at a bar. <laughs> and this lady, I won't say her name. She was like 60-something, and me and her stood at that fucking bar Oh God! for, I think, like eight, nine hours. Whoa. And that lady taught me so much, yeah. and I couldn't, I couldn't, we still text to this day. Oh, that's awesome. How you doing, love? I'll think about you. And it was like, she taught me, you know, don't be mad. That's, that's called self-preservation. And I was like, damn, like in perspective, right? you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was just like those kind of things mean a lot. You know, as a man, we already know we got to do what we got to do. Sometimes, sometimes as a man, you're such, you're so down in a funk that you're just, when you feel like there's no, like it, like you're not doing it for anything, sometimes yourself is not enough. Yeah. Sometimes getting out of bed for yourself is not enough. 
right? Yeah. Like sometimes you just need to feel like there's something more. Mm-hmm. That you, that that something needs you. Okay, yeah, kids, but kids, kids are kids. Kids don't know. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying. Kids right. don't know what you're going through. You don't wake up and tell your kids you're depressed. You don't wake <laughs> up and tell your kids that you know you're having a fucking shitty whatever. You don't do <laughs> you know, that. That, you know that is so true. And yeah. but you know that reminds me. Landon wakes up every day, comes home from school every day, every day, and he goes, "Mommy, how was your day?" Aww. And I think that's so so cute in him because I wish he stays like that forever. Yeah, not just for me. For his sisters, for his uncles, for his yeah. partners. Like, how was your day? And I feel like, guys, call your boy. Call your boys. Don't just talk about the bitches that you saw last weekend. <laughs> or ask, what, yeah, no, ask you know, how they're doing. Ask talk about the bitches after you ask how they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> ask them how are they doing. What if, even if you feel like you need to be asked that, go and... and Test it. Hey, what's up? How are you? And then hear him out. Maybe he'll say, how are you? <laughs> you know, and have a fucking venting session. It can happen. But, you know, I feel like more guys need to be, I guess, get out of that shell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, just like, well, how us women could help yeah. in not even just as partners, but as moms or just, you know, in general. Is there anything we could do to help men open up? Like the only thing I can say is just, I mean, it, it sounds so simple, but it's just, you know, be understanding. Like you were saying, ask, inquire mm-hmm. how you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, just so that make the guy that feel like he's seen, you yeah, know, man. like, like he's seen in his problems Casper and his goes. problems are seen too, you know? Yeah. Um, Words of affirmation, you know, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I guess around yourself with people that, like you said, that uh, can relate to you, that, that, you know, I guess your friends really matter, right? Yeah, uh, your uh, friends really matter. Uh, a community, a community definitely, definitely matters. And I think um, women are definitely very, like, a lot more communal. And, you know, like you were saying earlier, yeah. you, got, you could do a group for anything. But I think men also need to not be afraid to step out. Yeah. And find other guys, you know, don't yeah. act like you're so tough. Like, you know, oh, no, I got this. Or like, oh, no, me and my boys, we don't talk about that, you know. That's pussy. The final yeah. boys. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that to have, you know, a few select guy friends in my life that, you know, I can get deep. I can get deep with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you don't got to be like an open book to every single person you meet. Right. Then, that now you're just being reckless. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, have people you can... Um, open up to there's actually something dang i wish i don't remember where i saw it but i saw it was on a youtube video and they said something super relevant and they were saying um love and this could be any type of love i think they were talking about like you know love between a husband and a wife but i mean it could be relevant to anybody love is knowing somebody's deepest darkest problems and it's like when i give when i'm transparent to you and i give you my deepest darkest problems and and my secrets I'm basically putting like a weapon in your hand. Like mm. you can use that to kill me at any moment. Mm. Mm-hmm. But the fact that like I literally gave you like a bazooka and you never used it on me, yeah. like that That's, shows that you love me. Even yeah. when right. even when I probably ticked you off and, and on a bad day, 
and you never use that weapon against me, that that that's real love right there. And yeah. I think yeah. that's relevant to anybody. You want to awesome. be able to feel like you you can open yourself up to somebody without being and, judged. Yeah, without being judged, and they're not going to fire back at you later or gossip about you and you stab you in the that back. That part, with it, you know, gossiping. That part. So, Listen, motherfuckers. <laughs> Gossiping. That's why you don't open up to everybody. Right. But, you know, I think that's important. And I'm glad that we had this conversation. This was amazing. And, you know, guys out there, just remember to just seek help if you need it or anyone to talk to. Um, and we also want to thank Fabian for coming yes, on here and having this conversation. Yes. Thank you. All. Thank you, thank Fabian, you. man. I appreciate you coming thank out. You Shout out to Fabian, me. man. Um, I got it. I just met you today. And I'm going to tell you, son, I admire you, what you're doing with the kids thank and you. what you're doing with yourself and the way you're taking the steps to find you know, the proper help that you need. And like I said, after this, I want to get some, you know, exchange some information and do some things like that. But thank you for coming on the show and being honest, being transparent, and just speaking from a place where, you know, where I think a lot of people need to to hear. You yeah. know, they say you're not a prophet in your own town. You know what I'm saying? And mm. sometimes people need to hear from other people Absolutely. to understand that shit, you know. Yeah. It's real. And, and I also want to thank you for coming on because not only was this, uh, and a very important topic for myself because I love the fact that um, building men, you know, I have a son, so I love the fact that more men are out there trying to build each other, mm-hmm. you know, because I want that, what, I want my son to grow up in that type of foundation, that type of environment. So thank you for helping the kids that you do. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story. And with that, guys, we are We're out of here. Peace. Peace.